Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, December 9th, 2013, and it's time for 10 Dozen Festive Minutes with Jake and Mr. Skullhead, uh, starring Jake and Mr. Skullhead, featuring Jake as the elf and Mr. Skullhead as Mrs. Claus. How's it going, Jake? Good. Who's playing Santa? I don't know, but uh, probably Hot Stuff, I was thinking. Santa's played by himself. He's got that beard. Does your kid believe in Santa, Mr. Skullhead? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think I, about that? Did you did you have I, I'm sure we've had this conversation before, but did you have feelings about how you were gonna how you were gonna approach this kind of thing and have those feelings gone the way of the dodo? I didn't really. I know several people who didn't do Santa with their kids because they were uncomfortable with that like they thought it was just lying to kids and you shouldn't do it. And I just kind of thought, like, Santa was awesome for a while when I was a kid, and the transition out of Santa was not particularly traumatic. And I think I understood why why anybody does it to begin with. So, yeah, I mean, we've been doing it. He's just really on the ball. You know, he's a smarter kid than, <clears throat> like, maybe a more introspective kid than other kids. So I doubt that... This will last much longer. I think by next year he'll have he'll have it figured out. Hmm. Like we had a we had this conversation this past weekend because we were doing a thing where you go see Santa and you have a pancake breakfast and you bring toys for Toys for Tots. So you know I like to explain everything we're doing as we're doing it so it makes sense to him. So I told him how some people the moms and dads don't have enough money to buy their kids presents for Christmas so since we have money we're buying some presents for the kids so that we can help them out so the first thing he said was well why don't those moms and dads just work and then they'll have money and then they can buy the presents I like that kid yeah he's got uh, a real libertarian ethic yeah I like like the idea that I like the idea that uh what you should do as a grown-ass adult is work in exchange for enough money to live is now like a libertarian asshole thing to say. Well, it's an asshole thing to say that somebody is... The only reason somebody is poor is that they choose not to work. Well, certainly. Because plenty of people would love to work. As I explained to him, like, some people can't find a job and some people are hurt and they can't work. And some people have just had bad things happen to them and have lost all their money and... So <clears throat> some people are lazy and you can tell which ones by the color of their skin. Yeah, like well most of them are lazy so it's okay to uh to generalize. Deny, yeah, deny anybody anything. But uh <clears throat> so then I said we're going to bring the toys so that the to Santa and that kind of stuck him like but those kids are going to get toys from Santa because like you know Santa gives everybody toys you don't have to pay for them. So, why, you know, why do we have to bring toys? So, well, we're going to bring the toys, and then Santa's going to give them to the kids. And he goes, well, you told me Santa's toys are made by elves in the North Pole, so we don't have to bring the toys, because the elves make them. Do you think he was just gunning to keep the toys, because you bought cool toys that he wanted for the tots? No, I don't think so. I think he just really wanted to understand what was going on, and... He's seeing how none of this shit makes any sense a whole lot younger than I would expect him to. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I just ended up saying, well, you know, you get presents from Santa and you get presents from your mom and pop, but 
these kids aren't going to get any presents from mom and dad because you know they they can't afford it. So, so that seemed to do it. But I think by this time next year, having another whole year of developing his burgeoning skepticism, he's not going to be into it. But I don't mm. think it's a bad thing. It's just. I- Santa that's pretty is. common, right? I mean, you do get half of the presents are from Santa and half of the presents are from mom and dad, right? I mean, that's yeah. you do that so that maybe is it so that you can maintain that fiction? I guess. I had to to have it, like, not argue, but kind of discuss with my wife. Because she wanted to have all of the cool presents be from Santa. And I was like, no, no, don't make us look like a bunch of chumps here. Santa can have some of the cool stuff, but I want my name on this shit, because this shit is awesome. Right, you want credit. Yeah. That's what the Christmas holiday to me is, is credit. Yeah, an opportunity to an opportunity to aggrandize yourself. Really, it's yeah, not to, about the kids. Pr- it's it's Well, it is about the kids, but only insofar as the way that the kids feel about you impacts your life. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is a chance to, to buy things on credit so that I get more credit with my children. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> Yeah, because the, b- basically you know that your kid's lifetime ability to earn money and take care of you in your old age is worth more than the interest that you will pay in the meantime on that sweet life-size race car. Yeah, and I know that... Also, you just bought him a regular only, race car. That's, yeah. That was a weird Christmas present for somebody who was way too young and way so too you'll short you'll appreciate this in several years. For now, you can only do laps around the backyard. Yeah. <clears throat> And I know that the affection that he demonstrates to me is based solely upon how much money I spend on him, so... Ergo, and therefore. But yeah, so, Santa Claus. It's Christmas season again. It's the holiday season. It's time for me to be grumpy about things that usually only conservatives are grumpy about. Ooh, like what? Oh, just the whole Christmas-slash-holiday thing. Oh, yeah? As with every year. It's like... I understand that you want to sell as many, as much shit to as much pe- many people as possible, but the wrapping paper with Santa Claus and reindeer and candy canes and a tree is not holiday paper, it's Christmas paper. Huh. I don't know that I've ever seen that described as Christmas paper so much as just wrapping paper. No, it's holiday paper and holiday trees. They're like, I get maybe some people are buying them for Saturnalia, I don't know, but... If it's, <clears throat> I don't know, you got the red-green color scheme, you got the Santa Claus up in, that is just Christmas, and it, it is okay to just say Christmas, but that is a word that you just don't find in media now, and it's weird to me. Hmm. And, it, like, I don't like the Happy Chris Mahana Kwanzaa thing, partly because it sounds real dumb. Yeah. Mostly because it sounds real dumb. Also, I find it I find it hard to legitimize Kwanzaa, really. Yeah, I was going to say, we're like, we're one, nobody gives a shit about Kwanzaa, and for two, Hanukkah was a month ago by Christmas, you know? Like, Hanukkah, this is not the holiday season that includes Hanukkah at this point, because it's already over. Mm. So, I guess when we're saying happy holidays now, we're talking about New Year's and Saturnalia and Solstice. Mm, okay. Which... I guess happy. I mean, I think even the word solstice, Christmas. The word holiday implies a level of holiness that somebody who doesn't believe in the concept of holiness might be upset by. You know, (laughs) right? See, that's the thing. Is everybody else who's pissed off that the word Christmas is kind of vanishing from popular vocabulary are pissed off because people are 
forgetting about Jesus. But you, you, I, you're just pissed off that people are forgetting about the the commercial holiday that you've loved for your entire life. Well, I'm just annoyed that you wouldn't just call something what it is. Well, sure. I mean, you, you know, you, you're, you're a man that cares about language. And whenever I post on Facebook, say, the, like, look, if it's a tree that's got red and green ornaments and candy canes on it, it is a fucking Christmas tree. Can we please just call it that? Somebody always posts... Oh, so I assume you're unaware that the tradition of Saturnalia and Yule is far more ancient than Jesus Christ. And like, shut the fuck up. Well, here's here's my take on that. You fucking ask for that by posting that shit. I can't stop. I know. That's why I quit using Facebook. Because Damn. I just like, why do I want? Like, I get enough. I get enough bullshit arguments with people that I don't know from high school. Yeah. You know, why do I want to do that? Like, why do I want to just, like, right now, my extended family probably just thinks I'm some gay weirdo. Why would I, why would I just speak and make them certain that I am a gay weirdo, <laughs> you know? Well, the reason that I'm on Facebook is because I do enjoy talking to a lot of the people that are on there, and occasionally I learn something, you know, and it. Like, but I'm saying posting posting a controversial opinion. Like I feel like th- those days are just over for me. Like I'm not mm. going to I'm not going to write down and post publicly basically any of my opinions about any issues. Right. I mean, you know, I guess this podcast counts as posting publicly. But so far the most controversial thing I've said is don't post controversial opinions on Facebook. Right. Well, like the previous podcast we've discussed like whether tranny is a thing that you say or sure no no we've talked about some fair some minorly controversial stuff i don't know like <clears throat> i don't really enjoy arguing with people anymore and it, honestly but yes, when i do. get grumpy about Idiot. something like that i will put it on there i would love to argue with you about that but i i just wouldn't get any joy from it mm-hmm. but uh, like there are people who i really like and who I want to see pictures of their kids, and I want to see pictures of their vacation, and pictures of their food, you know, whatever they want to put out there. And pictures of their boobs. Yeah. But they'll also, they're also people who are doing the creepy bullshit elf on the shelf thing, and every day they're going to post their elf on the shelf picture. What's that? So I'm just going to put up with it. What's you, elf you haven't was? seen that? I don't think so. Ugh. Uh, so like 10 years ago, someone invented this timeless holiday tradition wherein... You take this elf doll that's unbearably creepy looking, and you tell your children that the elf is like Santa's eyes on the ground. Like he's going, the elf is going to watch them and report back every night while they're sleeping. So it's like a Yuletide drone. Exactly. And then the NPSA, the North Pole Security Agency. Yep. And then you're encouraged to to like pretend that the elf is alive by having it do things while the kids are asleep like put it on the toilet with some peppermints in the toilet bowl because it pooped there or sprinkle a bunch of flour on the table and have it make snow angels and so your kids just find these things this naughty elf has done every day that's fun. In between I'm, spying on you and reporting back to Santa Claus. That seems it, that seems fun. Like I would I think I would have been really bullshit. scared of it as a kid and so my parents probably would have stopped doing yeah. it. 
why do you why it's, is that why is that bullshit why, why like why can't sucks. you why can't you come up with like fun things to pretend that this thing did to take funny pictures like it's horrible why is it horrible it's stupid and horrible if you had seen if you had seen the examples of it you would understand well okay but I, that's true of basically everything right i mean i i could say look most of the pictures that people take are really dumb so i think no one should have cameras right but like if you did Elf on the Shelf stuff, it would be funny and clever, and you would take pictures of it, and they would entertain a lot of people. But I and wouldn't, like, because that doll is horrible, and the idea is a bored suburban mom idea that suddenly is going to be a beloved tradition for years to come. Mr. Scullet, I think and that it might bullshit. be time for you to face the truth that you are that bored suburban mom. I may be a bored Mr. Mom, but I live in the city, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you live in a city. Let's, uh, the, the let's be only fair. city. Oh, okay. Really, that you wouldn't even you wouldn't even say that right next door to it is its twin. <laughs> oh, sure. There's there may be a city that mm-hmm. that thinks that it's some kind of contender. Yeah, I'm gonna send you a picture of this abomination so that maybe you'll is, understand. Is it always the same elf? And is the elf itself the cry for help? Yeah, the elf on the shelf itself is a cry for health. So it's not a melf. It's not. Right. It's a thing that... I don't know. Everybody that I've seen who has done it has been the same kind of mid-30s mom who was posting how dreamy Edward was from Twilight... And how naughty they were feeling because they were reading Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, it, it seems like a lot of your objections are are cultural, like they're objections to people rather than objections to this practice. I mean, it's like this is like saying like most of the people you meet who are really into the Big Lebowski are assholes, so that makes the Big Lebowski bad. Which you know, it oh, just no, like it one just aspect doesn't. of this that I find distasteful is that it seems designed to appeal to Pinterest moms. One aspect that I find distasteful is the idea that it's like a mass-marketed tradition. Is this a thing that you have to buy from somewhere? Yeah, you buy the elf with the little book, and then you compete with your other bored suburban housewives to see who can do, who can like make the biggest mess with and blame it on the elf, and then clean it up. It sounds fun to me. It sounds like it's it sounds retarded. like a thing that would be fun to do, and it sounds like a thing that if it was done cleverly, it would be fun to see other people doing it. I, man, you need see what you're describing is Cards Against Humanity. It, it's a fun thing to do, and when it's done cleverly, it's a fun thing to to take part in. Mm, I disagree because, but but like you feel about Cards Against Humanity, in practice, this is usually unbearably cloying and so it's not a thing that you thing want to, it's so not a thing that creepy. you want to do yourself but it's something that you're saying is is somehow like wrong to do or bad to do that's that's the i have never seen an example of it that isn't annoying but that doesn't mean that there isn't one it just means that it's in, it's really unlikely that community is going to produce one sure which is why it is vital that they spread the word of the elf on the shelf to communities that will include more you know, more more niche, less mainstream members that will do really cool stuff. Like, but what, nobody so, interesting or clever is going to do it. Wh- how do you know, man? How do you know if you don't try? Because it sucks. Mm. <laughs> it's. Did you look at the picture? 
it's and it's harmless. It's innocuous. It's creepy. It's, it looks like any random thing from anybody's grandma's house from any point in yeah. the last fifty years. It's creepy as fuck. There was a float in the Macy's parade this year, and I almost had to leave the room. I mean, it, it's basically just like Bob's big boy with a ragdoll body. Like, what? How is it? Nobody brings Bob's big boy into their house and tells their kids it's watching them. Well, okay. I mean, if it's freaking kids out, then I'm not going to say like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a fan of this thing that freaks kids." Out. Although I kind of am. I mean, I yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I think our kids could stand the same. The same parents who are telling the kids that the elf is spying on them are the parents who say you shouldn't masturbate because Jesus doesn't want you to. It it is an artifact of a culture that I don't have any respect for. Mm. And in and of itself, I think it's incredibly lame. Well, okay, so I I would draw the distinction between an artifact of that culture, which say don't masturbate, is definitely like a that is a, a thing that's built in there, as opposed to like a a fad among people in that culture, right? Hmm. I mean, it's just like there are a lot of people who just think that video games are bad because arcades in the eighties were places where a lot of people smoked pot, you know. Hmm. And it's like, no, it's just dirtbags that it's like pawn shop guys that open arcades and it's just like truants that hang out at arcades. Therefore, video games are bad. And it's like, well, no, I, I, the, the truth is maybe a little more nuanced than that. See, I've seen a like a photo set from parents who every November they take their kids plastic dinosaurs and and pose them while they're asleep. Mm hmm. And those always end up pretty clever. And I saw a guy do it with the Toy Story, like his kids' Toy Story toys. And that was pretty cool. But just the... It's the Cards Against Humanity thing. It's like... the And I'm surprised that I like this... I dislike this as strongly as I enjoy Cards Against Humanity, but... Right. I mean, I... like. It's like, this is a... You're like... <clears throat> clever holiday tradition that you invent and pass on to your kids but it's all, it's just a kit that you buy at fucking Walmart for $20. Yeah, I mean I guess I can see I can see finding it a little distasteful because of that. I mean I imagined that maybe you would make a elf and do it. I mean if if it, if this was a tradition from 150 years ago instead of 5 years ago you would just make an elf, you know, but but it's uh, maybe it's too late for but that. The the purpose of this tradition is that you go and buy the elf from these people who are now millionaires because they made this fucking creepy elf. Well, they made it and it caught on, right? I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, things... <sighs> marketing alone can't... I don't know if I believe this, but I'm going to well, say it. I don't think that marketing alone can create a tradition. I think that it has to have something compelling about it so that someone will see somebody else doing it and think, oh, I should do that. That's cool. Where do you... What do you... Uh, how do you... How do you get one of those? And they're like, oh, you just get it at Walmart. It's cheap. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, so here, here's, here's my question for you. Like, how do you feel about Valentine's Day? Right? Like, in a way, I feel like by objecting to this on, on any of the grounds that you're objecting to it on, you're kind of being a different and more modern version of the, well, you know, it's not even really a Christmas tree because it's a pagan tradition if you really look back far enough. Like, not at all. The elf is creepy. It was invented by people to sell to lonely housewives and I've never seen anybody do anything cool with it. Well, I mean, Mother's Day was invented by people to sell candy, but they, like, you know, you celebrate... But there is a purpose. 
I don't know. I have a problem with the Valentine's Day haters, too, because it's just... Yeah, it's a day where you have to be nice to your girlfriend or your wife. You poor motherfucker. Well, sure, and this is... Oh, this is a thing that makes it so you have to look around the house and try to come up with something entertaining and creative that a little elf might have done if it was animated. Nobody right? ever does anything entertaining or creative, <laughs> only stupid. Well, no, okay, not to you, but you have... Have you ever seen refined? a single example of this? I haven't, but both of the I ones, have seen hundreds. Both of the ones that you just described sound kind of funny and kind of cute to me. Putting the elf on the toilet yes. so it looks like it's pooping shitting, peppermints. Shitting peppermints is kind of funny. That is kind okay. of funny. And I, the, I guess we're done talking and, about and it. The snow, and the snow angel in the flower, like, oh, okay, I see. Like, part of it, part of it is that I, like, and I don't know if this is just because of, say, that this this imaginary story that I'm going to tell where my, say, my uh, adolescent sexual awakening was centered around Gadget from Rescue Rangers. Mm. Which it was not, but I've always really liked the idea of like, oh, you know, I've got like some paper clips and some spools of thread and some whatever, and I have to like make a, you know, a gyrocopter out of it, you know, just the, just the idea of like the, the littles or whatever. I mean, that, that, cause that's a, I think there are so many legends of little, little people from so many different places that that's, you know, for one reason or another, kind of cooked into to our psyches on a fundamental level, right? And so sure. the idea of imagining a modern day version of that, like, is entirely unsurprising. We don't have, we don't have anything like that. We don't have anything that we tell our kids is magical and run. I mean, except I, I mean, we have Santa Claus, right? But like, the, there is, I feel like, just a long-standing human tradition of, you know, I don't. It's like the kitchen witch. Did your grandma have a kitchen witch? Yeah. Right, that was just somebody fucking selling stuff. But like, whatever, who cares? It was cute. That thing, the elf on the shelf, fills me with rage every time I see it. Alright. I did a Google search for elf on the shelf, and I'm just sitting here stewing, like, oh, there's a elf on the shelf hide and seek game. Oh, you can get t shirts with elf on the shelf. Huh, thirty dollars at Macy's for the elf on the shelf book. A Christmas tradition with creepy fucking doll. A tradition that dates back to goddamn 2005. Mr. Scully. When these people wrote this book and self-published it. Like, good on them for, for having an idea that caught on, but Jesus Christ, is it stupid. And every time I see somebody with it, it kind of makes me lose a tiny bit of respect for them. People haven't been around forever. Every tradition started somewhere. Man, when did you when did you get so hard? When did you turn into me? And when did I turn into some gayer version of you? Yeah, I thought uh, I was sharing this so that you could look at that picture and go, God, that is creepy. So, like, they just... Parents fucking make messes in their house and then blame it on the elf. And, God, they tell their kids that the elf is watching them for Santa? That's, that's kind of fucked I mean, up. that's creepy. But so, yeah. so most that of, is the centerpiece of the whole shebang. Well, but you wouldn't have to. I mean, you could just say like, um, oh, check it out. You don't have to. You don't have to make it ominous. I mean, I think if you are a clever and creative person, you don't buy the elf on the shelf. You take some toy that the kid has had for years, and you turn that into the thing that you pretend comes alive. Sure, some officially licensed Disney toy that your kid yeah, has had. You for don't years, see right? like, like Roy is not going to buy a fucking elf on the shelf. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. 
So when you say like somebody clever and creative could do clever and creative stuff with it, nobody clever and creative is involved in this at all. You know, I, my, I bet my mom thinks that this is cute, and I like my mom, and I think my mom is cool. And yeah, I'm, I like your mom too, but her taste in in things is not a thing that I agree with. You you had a trunk full of shit that your mom thought was awesome that you couldn't give away to anybody. What well, I did? Yeah, you, you had all those like antique weird things in the trunk from your mom recently. I have no idea what you're talking about. There were things tchotchkes that Joni loved. Did did she? Maybe mm-hmm. I can ask Joni what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you were transporting shit across the country that was for your mom that was stuff that, like, random bits of Americana and stuff. Oh, well, sure. No. So one of the, 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 the primary thing that I was transporting for my mom was a basket that was made by, like, her grandmother or something. Right? So, I mean, sure, whatever. Like, it's some fucking basket that I wouldn't put on top of my credenza if I had a credenza I don't even know what a credenza is but yeah I did transport some bulky stuff that my mom wanted because I was you know I wanted to be a good son well I would do that too but you described these things as you know things that no one in their right mind would own it's just things for old people I mean you know we're gonna be old people and people are gonna feel this way about our shit and I, I, for one, am going to want a leg to stand on. I don't see why everything has to be about our business. <laughs> like, stupid trends that bored housewives get up to. I don't think... I don't see the Elf on the Shelf, Kingdom of Loathing connection, other than these were also people who had an idea that other people enjoyed, but I think that's pretty pretty vague well, I mean, us as old, set of criteria. Us as old people are gonna have, I mean, you know, who know, Who knows? Maybe, like, fucking any number of things, man. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know what is gonna make us lame when we are old. We don't know which things that we love now are gonna make us outdated and lame in 30 years. Right, because we don't have the context to evaluate those things, and I would argue that I don't have the context to evaluate for quality things that middle-aged housewives do, like you know, middle-aged housewives who are living like sort of traditional American lives. I mean, people who are who are my age that I went to high school with are I feel equipped to judge, but they're they're old and they live in an entirely different world than the one that we live in because we have been doing this job. We have been teenagers for the last ten years because of this fucking job. That's why. I don't that's, think that's why. Necessarily true. Yeah. I mean, you. I could have like I could have moved into a house in the suburbs, <clears throat> and I could have you know become a soccer mom, and I just didn't. Because I didn't want to be lame. Like, I could have stayed in Prescott and kept believing in Jesus, but I didn't. And so when I watch the the people who are my age who have gone incredibly lame, it's like, you see this product in the store, and you go, God, that's creepy, and God, this whole thing is bullshit. What kind of an idiot would buy that? And then you see all of your... Like old friends from high school with their elf on the shelf pictures every year, 
It's jarring. Right, well, but I mean, maybe this is one of those things where if there's 30 people in a room and you're one of them and everyone disagrees with you, maybe the problem is you and not the 29 other people. Right? I mean, I... It's like you just like to argue. I just... I just... Like, here is the most bullshit thing I can imagine that no one in their right mind would defend. But, that, okay, so, but I mean, then your argument is that all of your high school friends, like, every suburban soccer mom is not in their right mind. And I'm not prepared to make that a little bit judgment. I mean, they, they, they certainly are, they operate in a different direction. They, they... The, the person who would go into the store and see that thing and buy it is somebody that I don't understand on a fundamental level, and that is a little disorienting when it's somebody that you've known for, like, 20 years. I mean, you can understand doing something because because other people are doing it to a certain extent. Right? I mean, because that's how a lot of stuff works. I mean, you... you we... We are... Our machines evolved to crowdsource a lot of our decision-making so that we don't have to be alone all the time. <laughs> and, you, you know, you and I... Definitely march to the beats of our own drummers, but there are ways in which I am more aligned with the crowd than you, and there are ways in which you're more aligned with the crowd than me, right? And I don't know. I mean, I like I just I don't I don't think that I can any longer just think, oh, you know, these these people are only doing this because everybody else is doing it, therefore they're dumb. Like. I just say, well, these people are only doing this because everybody else is doing it, and I have evaluated it and decided that it's not a thing that I want to do, and the fact that everybody else is doing it doesn't make me want to do it, but but whatever, <laughs> right? I mean, it's... Yeah, like, this is just a thing that I wish did not exist in our culture. And the, the way that... <clears throat> the fact that people I like are perpetuating it saddens me. In the same way that anybody who... I was friends with on Facebook who posted, oh my god, I can't wait to read the last Twilight book. She's like, I wish that this weren't a thing. Sure, I mean... And you're helping to make this a thing. I mean, I wish my mom wasn't... And that makes me sad. I wish my mom hadn't bought me season one of the fucking Big Bang Theory on DVD, but she really likes it and thinks that it's good and thinks that it's about me. And that's why she likes it, you know? And, and it's like, all right, there are... Like, I could go on Metafilter and just have a long conversation with people about how gross and stupid that is. But, like, what's the point in me? Like, like I could try and talk my mom out of it. I, mom, no, it's lame that you like this because this is lame. But, like, what's the point? What? Why? why like, why? Whatever, you know? <laughs> like, I just, just there are so... There are so few... And I mean, maybe maybe this is part of the problem, right? There are so few there are so few elements. I, I don't have to deal with this kind of thing very often, right? Because your parents believe a lot of things that you don't believe, and do a lot of things that you don't do and don't necessarily approve of. I have I have comparatively few of those things, right? Because yeah. I really only have my mom for family in in any immediate sense, and partly this is why I fucking like. All right, nope. Nope, no on Facebook because I do not want to. I do not want something that every day reminds me of how disagreeable I find my family. Hmm. Right? And so, so that's the difference. Like, I get enough agreeable interaction out of Facebook that I find it useful. And I find that the 
the family I have that's not on Facebook, I don't keep track of, really. It's like, of my 12 cousins, the 10 who are on Facebook, I know exactly what's going on with them, and the 11th and 12th, like, I'm surprised to hear they're getting married. Do, do you, and this is not, this is going to sound like a, like a snarky question, but is there value in that? I mean, yeah, because you, you have lamented the fact that, like, when you see people, there is fucking nothing to talk about because you already know everything that's happened to them because of Facebook. Like, it's only when people make it awkward that it bothers me. Is your life better because you know, I mean, to, 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 to frame this in the most smart-ass possible way, like, is your life enriched by knowing what your cousin in Colorado had for lunch today? No, it's more knowing what that my cousin from Colorado is having a baby. Okay. And that's not, like, <clears throat> information is just no longer disseminated through any other medium. Like, I don't get emails from my cousins or anything. Yeah, I mean, I get news of my family, like, you know, once every week or two, I talk to my mom on the phone, and every, every once every week she talks to her dad, and then that's how she finds everything out. The, in And in a much more interesting weird way that is filtered through both my my grandpa who can't hear very well doesn't pay a whole lot of attention and who the rest of my family just mostly just conceals things from um so that's that's a fun way of getting family news oh sure you know so but but i mean what it means is i go like a year before i find out that one of my cousins got arrested and like hmm. fucking whatever that's fine I probably could have gone forever without finding that out, and I would have been just as happy. But no, like I would like to be close to some of my cousins because they're pretty awesome. Hmm. I'd like to be close to some of your cousins because they're pretty sexy. Oh yeah, I've been there. I haven't been there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Did you have any hot cousins? Yeah, I had uh, one like second cousin that I was very interested in finding out how related we were. Mm -hmm. But you know, I was twelve and she was sixteen, so yeah, so that's be, yeah, that's gonna be a thing. Yeah. That was never gonna happen. I was never gonna land that plane. Mm. I had a bunch of, I had a bunch yeah. of. I, I mean, also, you know, where I grew up, because nobody, for whatever reason, my my family, several generations back, just I don't know if they made a conscious decision that they were gonna spawn a lot of the kind of people that just didn't ever want to leave town, mm. um, and so everyone there is your cousin, really. Uh, right, I mean, like, probably literally a majority of the people there share some common ancestor within the last five or six generations. Um, so, yeah, everybody's everybody's your cousin. I had a cousin who was who was pretty enough to, to be on MTV's Road Rules. <laughs> well, was she, or is that just a standard metric that you use? Yeah, that's just, yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I I don't like there were definitely I guess they don't they didn't ever really pick unattractive people to be on those shows. So she must have been she must have had at least a, like an acceptable level of like personableness and and physical attractiveness. Right. Because uh -huh. I mean, they're not they're not dumb. I don't know. You know, even even Puck from the first real world. <laughs> he was yeah. he was a looker. Yeah, man, I don't even know. It's Elf on the Shelf, man. It's got you so riled up. See, yeah, but I guess, I mean, my... I, I hate my, it. It's, my, it's weird, you know. It, it is in the same vein as 
the iPad when it first came out, and I, you know, I'm not reopening that because I've obviously evolved my position on that substantial. My my assessment but, though is that if you're okay with the dinosaur toy one and the Toy Story one, it that basically proves that the the idea at some base level has some merit. You just don't yeah, like you don't like the, the yeah idea. you don't like this. Particular, I'm arguing yeah. that it's a creepy fucking doll, and it sucks that buy this creepy fucking doll at Walmart and then engage in some, you know... Sure. So just know that... Some, like, very, very strictly dictated shenanigans. My my defense of it was was as a it's very abstract... It's Cards Against Humanity. You should hate it. I don't hate Cards Against Humanity. Like, that's the... I, I have a philosophical objection to it. I have a philosophical objection to Elf on the Shelf. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell people they shouldn't play Cards Against Humanity. Hey, you are fond of telling people they shouldn't play Cards Against Humanity. No, I don't. I mean, th- like, I, I either did not communicate my position effectively, or you didn't fucking listen to it. If that's you would if say, that's what you came away with, you would say, I don't know why anybody would play Cards Against Humanity. No, I don't know that I would. I, I what I would say was that I, I think that. I mean, you are baffled by me enjoying it. I'm not really because everybody enjoys it. It just it rubs me in a very specific wrong way because it it makes a joke out of something that is important to me. Right? And I understand that like that doesn't need to be important to other people just because it's important to me. And even if it was important to other people, they don't need to feel the same Betrayal of their principles coming from this product and and the way that this product is used as I do. It's bad. I like a lot of me talking about my feelings about Cards Against Humanity has been an exploration of some very confusing feelings that I have. Uh, you know, sometimes when I think about Max Temkin, I get an erection. I mean, you. We write things that are funny for a living. And you feel kind of threatened slightly by things that are funny just kind of randomly? Mm, I don't know that I... I, don't I mean, it makes you sad that random things can be funny even though we both find random things funny? No, it doesn't. It, it's... it's it, Well, I, I mean, I guess in, in, in some ways it does. I don't think that... Like, if that's all it was, right? Like, I don't object to Mad Libs. Like, I think that it is... I think that Mad Libs are crude... In a in a you know like a, as like a, a crude technology, not like a you know like a crude joke or whatever. Uh-huh. There is the guy at the bar who is the funny guy at the bar because he always has the right Seinfeld line to recite. You know, there's like the guy that's funny because he says something catchphrasey that you recognize that is appropriate to the situation and then like that's the funny guy right and to a lot of people there isn't any difference between that funny guy and to like a you know somebody who's like a comedy asshole nerd funny guy right like they're and it's a weird thing because like dumb people still think that David Cross is funny probably maybe they don't maybe they don't I mean that's the thing (laughs) you know I mean, I, I, you know, maybe, maybe, like, I just tend to think of it as, like, I, you know, sometimes Jeff Foxworthy says things that are funny. 
right? That's you know, right. it's it's sticky, but like, but you know, like whatever. Like at least at least he's writing jokes, you know. But it's just the like. It 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 is the the regurgitation of things, and the invocation of the taboo. That I think, you know, like people people die on that hill. People's careers are ruined because they invoke it. They invoke this specific taboo in the wrong place one too many times. Like, eh, you know. Well, I think part of the purpose of the game is that it lets people kind of teehee about about racism or about midgets shitting into a bucket or whatever. Right. I don't think, like, if I thought with the people I play with, if I thought the whole draw was teehee, aren't we being so naughty, I would lose interest in it pretty quickly. But I don't think that's what it is. I, I think it is just the, like, some people think the best thing you can come up with is the most absurd thing, and that's cool. Some people are just trying for the most horrible thing that they can get, and that's cool. And, it, you know, it's it's just kind of funny. Some of the shit that gets generated by that is funny. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I... Like... Using... Using humor to deal with the horrors of life is a thing that I think doesn't get... Like, just... It, it institutionally doesn't get the, the sort of reverence and respect that I think it needs... And, you know, some of this is from growing up around cops. And there are people who would... And there are people who all the time say, no, you know, like, you can't ever make a rape joke because it's not okay to make a rape joke, right? You know, I'm not going to get into that conversation. But, like, it's never it's never okay to tell a, a joke about the Holocaust. It's never okay to tell a joke about September 11th. Like, it, like there are things that you just don't do out of respect. and And I think that because for all I know the only reason that we are capable of experiencing humor is so that we can deal with that shit in a way that doesn't just reduce us to tears right it does reduce us to tears they're just tears of laughter so we get to kind of enjoy them and ignore them yeah. instead of being debilitated by them and and when you when you just push that button over and over and over and over and over and over again, not because you're actually examining the the concepts that you are making these jokes about, but because you are literally just picking these jokes out of a hat. That's that's what I think is wrong with it. And yet you like three word phrase. Yeah, and and so do so do most of the smart people that I know. I, th- uh, it's it, it hits some weird blind spot for you, and and I mean I I, I don't I don't know what that is I, I don't know what it is. You know, it's a panel three painful shits explosive diarrhea duck penis bottle of queefs. But the oh, man the bottle of queefs joke. Is oh, a- I understand that those first two panels put it in a context where it's not really a joke about um, the sound a queef makes or just the fact that the word queef makes people laugh. It's it's a joke about like. The hopelessness of the human condition, or whatever. Uh, come on, but man! It's it. 
Uh, at no point at no point did I claim that it was the best thing ever. I just think that it's good instead of bad. That's that is our disagreement, right? I mean it's not like I I, I it and it's one of those things that is weird because it's like why doesn't why doesn't he like this? Like the, he and I like so many. It's like why why is Zach arguing in favor of Elf on the Shelf? You know, like, occasionally you know people are going to surprise. I you. mean, the the thing is, I I have found some funny three word phrases by my own, by myself. Yeah, I mean, but the ones that everybody links just always seem to be the ones where like boner fart dick slut. Like, okay, that was hilarious. Did you write that? Uh, no, it was randomly generated. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Frontalot said it, he was out here visiting his mom for Thanksgiving, and I went out drinking with him one night, and uh, he said that he, tra- he tried to send you a collection of three-word phrases that, that he thought were funny, and that you were still having none of it. He did. I remember that. Right. And then he asked me later if I had seen them, and I was, I think I was checking it on my phone, so I couldn't respond promptly, and, and with something smart, so he probably just figured I had... I just wasn't gonna talk about three-word phrase with anybody. Mm. I mean, yeah. so, to be, to be, to be in the interest of disclosure, I was, I was defending the concept of Elf on the Shelf in the abstract, right? Like, by, by acknowledging that the dinosaur thing, or the whatever Toy Story toys thing, is cool... I think that we've established that on on a on an abstract level we are in agreement that yeah making a, making a kid think a toy is alive in a playful way yeah. is an absolutely a cool idea. I mean, and I also like not having a kid. I mean, I'm framing it as like pretending that a thing is doing some stuff and taking a picture of it, right? I mean, yeah, and that's totally yeah. Fine. Like, I, I've done some of that. Hmm. Do you want to answer some questions about a Kingdom of Loathing video game? We've got a lot of them. Oh, yeah, we probably should. Uh, Vlad Slamshank says, In the Robot Reindeer Familiar description, it says, Is programmable, confusing, unpopular? Was that put in there before or after the the familiar was considered by you as a flop? (laughs) Oh, God, I wish we had just put that in to begin with. (laughs) Ah, boy. Um, Elfrian and uh, and, uh, Grey Cat somewhere else said... uh, they, that they want the you already bought this skills back on the list in the guilds. That's weird. I there were just a bunch of people had asked uh, for them to go away, and I was like, oh yeah, that you know that would reduce the clutter in there, and so I changed it. And I feel like now I'm fucked because if I if I go back on it, the people who liked the change are going to be upset. I mean, you know, the the answer there is add another fucking option to the options menu. What do you think as a player? Would you rather have? the list of the skills that you already have from that class. I mean, I wonder if people don't generally realize, because there aren't icons on it, if people don't generally realize that their character sheet has a list of their skills on it that you can click for a description. Because, like, all that information is available to you, and, like, generally it's not important which skills of your class you already have. Well, you're in there, but... Hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Hamfish says, I'm sorry, damned fish. I'm, I'm sorry, Blackfish says, Ooh. The Unconscious Collective Yearly Familiar had the standard volleyball plus leprechaun functionality, and the spleen drop as promised, but it also gave some free rest, which was pretty cool. The rest were pretty, uh, clearly narratively appropriate, but does this mean we can expect one of the 2014 Yearly Familiars to have a small additional function, too? Yeah, that's, um, you know, I, I, when I started writing some of that stuff up today, I was like, yeah, what else is this going to do? Because we were nervous a little bit. So, 
I want to say we were a little bit nervous about making it so the, that frog could breathe underwater at some point, because it's like, well, this is technically better than these other things that have always been equivalent. We never promised that they would be equivalent. They just were, so people came to expect it. Yeah. Um, and I think other than like the fact that you could no longer get uh, hockey masks on free rests if you had it, made some people upset and they don't realize now the ones that are still upset about that don't realize that because of that now no one can get hockey masks on free rests uh because that's sort of how it always should have been it was just one of those things where it's like all right well we designed this thing where you can get a hockey mask every once in a while when you rest and resting is a thing that people don't ever really do so this is going to be like a super rare thing that'll really only show up for like newbies who don't know what they're doing and rest a lot and that's really cool but then once free rests became a thing it was like, oh, uh, well, fuck. No, now optimizers get a chance at this. It's not for them. So fuck them. Take it away. Fuck them. <laughs> also, I'm finally doing my first Saucerer run since the recent revamp, and I love how differently both classes play Postmancers and Saucerers, despite both being spellcasters. I feel like different sauces that do either hot or cold damage rather than just automatically picking the best for the fight. I know I like that, uh, since even fights against some standard monsters require thought. Friar's quest was hard, but not unreasonably so, and it was nice to feel challenged by a quest I normally find trivial. Thank you. Uh, the only thing that bothers me about the Mistramps is Cantaloni Cocoon. My Postmancer run, I never felt like I had to be careful about taking damage because it was easy to ha- uh, heal it all up. You said in the past that you know it's broken and that people would be angry if you changed it, which I think would be a sad attitude from players. Personally, I find the game more fun if it's actually challenging, and Cocoon kind of reduces the challenge a bit. I know you're not fixing it anytime soon, but here are a couple suggestions, um, you know, which I won't, I won't read on the air. But I mean... It it is a sad attitude, but it is a but it is a predictable attitude, and and it's it's you know b- because it is a predictable attitude. It's like eh, whatever, it, you know. It's been years, and we're fine. It's not like important that this be fixed, even though we know that the game would be better. People would be upset, and why upset people if you don't have to? I mean that's. Why upset people if you don't have to? That's basically my credo at this point, Mr. Skullhead. Mm. That's basically my greedo at this point. Mm-hmm. Why shoot people first if you don't have to? Yeah, exactly. To? Finally, over the last few years, you've added new slots through Mr. Store items like the Garden, the Eudora, and the Florist Friar. In theory, is the Friar something that will also be swapped out for something else in the future? Similarly, are there current plans for any new slots? Kale is an awesome game, and I love you guys. Well, we love you, damn blackfish. Uh, as far as the fryer, we definitely plan on doing another. Yeah, one we were talking about when we when we did the fryer, we were like, all right, so let's make sure that this isn't going to be a thing where we have to come up with some flimsy narrative justification for these things sharing a counter. Uh, I forget, I forget what our joke version of it was. It was like something that put different kinds of robot dicks. Yeah, the robot florist. Yeah. All of them have to be florists. Okay. So okay, well that's that's easy. I mean, it's a little limiting, but. Sometimes you're more creative when you're limited. Cheesecake says, do you ever feel a nagging sense of deja vu? No. Uh, Draco Carcona says, how do you feel on the eve of a content release? Excited? Nervous that people will hate it? No, I'm never nervous that people will hate it. I mean, because there are always going to be some people that say that they hate it, and yeah, fuck those people. Like, you know, nothing was going to make those people happy. I'm always pretty, I'm always excited. I'm always tired, but satisfied. Hmm. Um... What are your thoughts on making multi-round stuns stagger on stun-resistant monsters? Making some skills like Noodles more powerful off-class at times seems odd. Also, I have to ask, is it intentional that Noodles is castable multiple times per fight off-class? It's not. Uh, uh, because if that is intentional, it is awesome. No, I think I just forgot to put the, the thing on there that makes it... That was a... 
Ah, fucking forum thread, man. Also, Jack, your ideas for nerfing Cocoon beat the other ones. Well, of course they do. It's not surprising when my ideas are the best ideas. It's par for the course. Also, I have an idea. Let's use golf analogies. Uh, Wax says, Kramos coming, hooray, writing. A couple weeks back in the Thursday show, you mentioned possibly changing the skills menu to look more like the inventory, but it sounded like you weren't sure if anybody would like it. I, for one, would really, really like that. There are so many skills in the game. Well, good. Possum answer thrall, no cheat-off. Thoughts? I don't get it. No No cheat-off? No cheat-off. Oh, how about, okay, I've got an idea for a possum answer thrall. No Chiwatil Edgia for. Uh, Ooh, that's yeah, good it's one. like a samurai that's married to Kira Knightley. Nochi Top. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. How about a Nochi Ting? Mm, okay. 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 Yeah, it's like Rasta. Potato. Oh, uh, I, I thought that was Noki. No Nyoki. Oh, Nyoki Top. Nyoki. Gnocchi No, not like a knock it off. Like gnocchi it off. Okay. Okay. Gnocchi-tops. Gotcha. There we go. Wow, that's horrible. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, oh, come on. That that would be on our list if we if we had to make like 10 gnocchi items. That would be the 11th. Yeah, it probably would be the 11th on the list. <laughs> uh, one would be like a gnocchi a phone. Mm-hmm. Like a pen, a pen gnocchi. Oh. Yeah, the gnocchi that Limp Bizkit did it all for. Hi. Uh, Cheesecake asks, do you ever feel a nagging sense of deja vu? No. Uh, Sumo says, hi, let's have player versus player dueling in KOL round-based combat, just like standard combat. This idea must have been considered before. Yes. Oh, uh, it? Yeah, it has. That. Uh, I think that's why Xenophobe quit. He was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I quit. And then I was like, hey, C.D. Moyer, do this. And he was like, oh, okay. I don't think this is going to be any good. I don't know if it was any good or not. We spent a lot of time working on a round-based combat between players uh, thing in real time. And it it works. Um, But in the end, it it ended up having to be so separated from the main game um, that, you know, we ended up that you know this the, the PVP 2.0 is really PVP 1.5 that CD Moyer proposed because we were just never going to get anywhere on that. If we were building a game from the ground up to support it, it would be one thing, but we didn't. Tom eight oh eight says, "I'm a little disappointed that there is an oil baron, but no Duke of Oil." <laughs> yeah. uh, you should also have an oil of midnight, says Ragen, that dances badly and goes into politics when their career is over. But how can they dance when their beds are burning? And yes, I do get it. What are you? What are you even? What? Anyway, a question: How goes planning and development for Crimbo this year? You know, I, went, I looked over everything today, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually very, very close to ready to roll out." You know, and it's good because it's only six days from from launch. Yeah, but I think we've got like we've identified all of the holes that need to be filled, and there are not a lot of them, and I can fill them pretty quickly. Yeah, all the good little content holes. And you've got the mechanics on lock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's basically done. I I need to do some uh, I need to do some testing. And there's there's yeah you know, thirty or forty things waiting for waiting for numbers from hot stuff. Today today paid all the bills. Somebody's got to pay the bills. 
Man, yeah, they are totally. Uh, I, I still need to open this mail that was uh, sent to me from Phoenix, but they. Uh, the mortgage on the office got transferred to some other company and I didn't know whether they had uh, continued the, with the automated payments or not. And I just wasn't paying attention. So I was like, ah, they'll get a hold of me if, uh, if it turns out they're about to foreclose on the office and I got a certified letter from them. So like, ah, that's probably good news. So did it say that they were about to foreclose on the office? I, I, I would imagine that that process takes a really long time to start. And because this happened once before, and I also unknowingly didn't make the payments for three months uh what i was hoping for was a refinance offer so i'm gonna see what that's all about i'm gonna call them Uh, presumably also when they're about to foreclose on you they let you talk to them on the phone i don't think they're really gonna foreclose on the office i think you can go without paying your mortgage payment for a really long time at this point because there's so much of that going around uh kids be responsible adults like your uncle jake Kennifer 40 says, hey, could you give the spaghetti elemental thrall an effect for non-postamancers? He's really cute, and I'd like to have him bound at all times, but I'm not usually a postamancer. Ouch. Also, the writing for the bound elemental is some of my favorite in the game. Who wrote that? The block messages. It's fantastic. Was that you or Riff? Um, that one came in pretty late, I think, and I, I, because that Riff had written all of that postamancer nemesis quest stuff, I think I might have assigned those to him. That's entirely possible. I don't really remember doing any of that uh, also could you make beer cartilage available again from the general store I miss beer cartilage do you or do you just think you do because you can't get it anymore there's a lot of them in the mall um, on a different note entirely I don't know if you've seen the thread on the topic but what are your thoughts on ultra rare outclassedness the hypno disc seems to be deserving of a slight buff for the same reason that the meat gem and crazy bastard sword were however long ago yeah yeah Oh, huh. Could lights that never go out uh, be made to provide extra black ops bugbear rate chances in the bugbear invasion? It is a lantern, and both the magic lamp and green lantern do. Also, thanks a bunch for all the new content. It's all super neat and indicative of a lot of productivity. Oh, sure. Let's see if I can do that now. Let's see. I was a little sad that you didn't go for the light beer that never goes out. Oh, yeah. But, you know. What is it? Special? Uh, I don't know why I like that joke so much, but I did. Special? Spec. <clears throat> it, got, it got me all choked up. Spec Ops. Same choice every time. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so I found where that stuff is. Now let me... Uh, let's see. Light that nev. Okay, so that's item 7019. So let's... Uh, no, <coughs> Jesus. Let's see. 7019. 10 from Smith's Light. Okay. That item now gives you the same bonus as the other lanterns. Um, you can always count on Cannonfire 40 to tell us stuff about bugbears. Also, thanks a bunch for all the new content. It's all super neat and indicate a lot of pro- and indicative of a lot of productivity. Yeah, I like a I like a productivity. Deus Ex Machina says one. Do you ever feel a nagging sense of deja vu? No. Two. My angel hair wisp is named Shash. Can the Polish uh, can can the Polish moms can my Polish moms I uh, you know the Polish mom that new sitcom on FX? <laughs> uh, can my Polish mom side of the family borrow some of those vowels? I mean, I have a cousin named Przemysla who could really use an extra vowel or two in his name. Man. 
If you made like a slaw out of prisms, it would be delicious and pretty. I just figured that that's someone who prizes his slaw. Okay. So prize him, prize him slaw. Prize my slaw. Mm, okay. Or pours my slaw. Is he like he's like a he's descended from the king's royal <laughs> liquid slaw dispenser. <laughs> um, three. I noticed this uh, from the "What did you unperm?" thread. There's cannelloni cannon instead of cannelloni cocoon. Yeah. Uh, so what's up with you guys in cannelloni? That's the only pasta that's used twice in pasta mancer skills, excluding the thralls. Do you guys really like cannelloni or something? Uh, well, no. It was just that it was cannoli cannon and cannelloni cocoon until somebody pointed out that cannoli is not pasta. <laughs> Uh, right. And then I just was like, oh, 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 well, cannelloni, that's perfect. You know what the, the... There is a fucking pasta called serpentini. So why did... Does that make you sad? Th- th- because I fucking made it stringozy serpent. Instead of serpentini uh. serpent. which Or just serpentini. Venomous serpentini. Like, fucking... Fuck. Fuck. How's it... I mean, that could just be like a new kind of pasta that they made up in the last couple of years. Anyway, uh, I had a similar problem with intrinsic spiciness and impetuous sauciness that you guys just made worse with inner sauce, but I ended up perming both of them, so I'm in better shape than that guy. Well, there's also irrepressible spunk. For a while, I had a running gag that all saucerer passives were IS, except that then I realized there were a couple that didn't have. There was a weird, there was a bunch of naming juggling in the end, like in in the 11th hour. I forget, like. Is there is there still a skill for somebody that's subtle and quick to anger? Hmm. Yeah, there is. Um, some of the, I feel like maybe one of those was a sorcerer passive, and then the pastamancer passive had like a dumb other name. Yeah, I don't know. Uh. Mm, uh mm. Thumbtack says, would a right-click link on the MCD in the sidebar be possible? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Ethereal Oblivion says, would you ever consider making the refunder permanent, or would you not like how that would make skills feel similar to, say, talent points from WoW and such? Yeah, I would feel like that. And no. Even if it's only around for 30 days, it's still awesome, and thanks for putting it in. Well, you're welcome. And then he's saying, buff the hypnodisc. Uh, the new tome is awesome. It does make the null signs even more of the always best choice, though. Will Canadia slash Gnome see Ascension love? Sh- sure, sure. Um... The Erosion Seeker says, Why must you let us be attacked by the evil daylight savings overlords? Can we have a toggle DST option? Like, an extra hour probably won't make a difference, and it would really help people avoid being screwed over by it, right? No, I mean, the problem is the servers are in a place that doesn't have daylight savings time, right? So, nothing ever changes from the server's perspective. It's just that for everyone else on Earth who isn't in Arizona, the time of rollover changes. And I know that that's lame, but... It's fucking ten years on, you know. I think it's fine. Now you can probably move to Arizona. Yeah, you totally could. There are like lots of like I've got an office that you can probably buy really, really cheap because it's being foreclosed on. <laughs> um, Rotini Pants says, since the facial feature effects are mutually exclusive, would it be possible to separate slash differentiate them from the rest of the skills on the skill page? Yeah. Or maybe just a warning that it will cancel a current effect if there is one. Mm, that's a little trickier. Because I don't think you'd want to have to click through a confirmation dialogue. 
Uh, Lightwolf says, is a seal figurine and turtle taming revamp something we should expect before or after Crimbo? Looking forward to trying out those classes, but would like to wait for those changes if they're not too far off. Or the Crimbo contents in your early familiar is going to keep you busy for a while. Yeah, they, they are going to keep me busy for a while. Same question for the class revamp revamp. Like you've talked about tweaking some of the seal clover skills from the revamp or maybe anything that comes out of the feedback threads. Yeah, but I mean, the longer those go on, the better, the better our information is going to be, right? So... Ralph Red says, well done on the hard work, you guys. This is the best game. Well, you're the best player. Scully, what do I have to do to get a copy of each of the KOL comics in print? I live in the UK and held off on ordering them until I could get them all at once to save on postage. Now I realize that was a stupid plan. Can I pay for them now and ask for them to be kept aside until such a time as I could be sent the whole set? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I've been... I mean, I get that because people from the UK are paying like 12 bucks an issue to get them sent to them. And you probably don't want to do that. I would like buy the PDFs now, and then you can read them, and that's fine. And I, I know that you like having things, and eventually it'll be a thing. And then just wait until the trade paperback is kickstarted and pledge for that, and then you'll have all six of them together in a single book. Yeah, how's that will come? How's to your house. Doug's progress? What's uh, what's the what's the state of where the next things are? He is. A little over halfway through penciling number five. Oh. Wow! So I, asked, I mean, that's that's nigh nigh unto the end of the run. Yep, I have asked him to try and have five and six done by con eleven. Okay, so that they can all be done, and when six is done, then I will <clears throat> do probably do a Kickstarter for the trade paperback just to kind of. Make it a, make but, it a self-contained thing. Like you pick Kickstarter as pre-order. Yeah, and I kind of to give it a a, a feeling of occasion, you know, yeah. instead of just we're gonna make this book and release it kind of with little fanfare. Like here's another thing that you can be involved. It is in. such a weird thing. I mean, just the like, like they're excited. Yeah, they are, and and it, it's that's so. I wonder, you know, they were. I wonder if they are. I, you know, that's I'm I'm curious. That's. Yeah, I mean, I guess the reason I was so excited with issue one is I didn't think it was going to fund at all. Yeah. And then watching it go and go and go and go, and that was super exciting. That was before there was such a thing as a stretch goal, Mm -hmm. where it kind of became the norm that you expected that you were going to raise more than you had asked for. I don't know how the norm that is. I mean, it's, it's certainly the norm for the things that you hear about. Yeah. I saw people are starting, though, to have like a $1 fundraising goal. And that way they can keep, you know, even if they don't get enough money to do the thing they wanted to do, they'll still get all the money. That, I don't like that. Because um, mm. do a fucking Indiegogo so that no one will get in. I don't know. And no one yeah. will know about I'm, it. I'm always a little surprised when I see Kickstarter approving those. Although, at the same time, I don't want, I don't want Kickstarter being forced into the role of an ethical arbiter. In this, I mean, they do that a little, right? They they do, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, that just they that just seems like, like such a minefield for them to be in. And I would rather, I would rather them more or less be a utility. Were you upset when they took down that dude's um, art of seduction? Well, book? I only have that dude's word for it. But they didn't take it down. They just. They, they, well, they took it down after they had already disbursed the money to him. So all it did was take away his access to the list of people who gave him money. 
So, I mean, no, I wasn't. Like that seemed that seemed like So, the for the people who were saying it was too little too late, I think it was like just exactly enough to have been pointless too late. Right? Yeah. I mean, I and I don't like You know, I think if they approve a project and then the public is like I mean, not even the public, right? Like they approve a project and then like activists are like, "Oh, this is really gross." I don't there's a, there's a big part of me that wants them to stick to their guns and say like look no no sorry like you know we we wouldn't like atheists don't get to decide that the you know a, you can't kickstart a cool bible or whatever right and i mean that's whatever like the, the the arguments were like this is a book about how to do things that are against the law which i don't I a don't think was true, and b like does that mean you can't kickstart a special edition of the Anarchist Cookbook? Because I bet you could, and I bet nobody would fucking care. So that's not the that's right. not the objection. I, you know, it's I'm in the I'm in the position with that where it is like I don't want to stand up for somebody who I think is a gross asshole, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things where the test the test of freedom of speech is how it treats things that are disagreeable, not how it treats things that are inoffensive. And so I don't, I don't want Kickstarter making those decisions at all. Right. I want them providing the infrastructure, providing them, you know, they can, they can make or break projects by choosing which things to publicize and which things to push. And that's fine. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, but I'm curious. I'm curious what'll happen. I mean, you you know, you you do the Kickstarter for enough money to print, you know, a thousand copies of the trade paperback or whatever, and see what happens. I mean, because who knows? I would rather have a trade paperback of anything than individual issues, and there are probably a lot of people who are like that. Yeah, and uh, like the whole process is has been a little harder for people to buy than just, you know, going into a shop and buying it. So I think... And asking them to buy something that's in the middle of a story. Yeah. Like, if you prove, like, this thing is actually finished now, you can get it all at once. And, you know, if you pledge $50, I'll also put my dick on it. Oh, yeah, of course. For a minute. I'll try to stop you. Yeah. If you... Pledge fifty dollars. I won't, I won't put my put dick, put my on, dick it. Yeah, on it exactly. for a minute. Uh, a full. Ralph Red continues. What is an internal loop, and why is it a problem having them in one's house? All right. Well, so one of my, uh, my the minor <laughs> ways in which my OCD manifests itself is I like to imagine that there is a string trailing out behind me, and I like for there to not be any tangles in that string. And now I know all you smartasses are going to point out all these unavoidable tangles right like let's say you go into a building with elevators you go up one elevator and then you have to wait around for that exact same elevator to go down it like no i don't you smart ass and believe me i spend a lot of time sitting in the corner of a hotel room shaking rocking back and forth thinking about exactly that so no need to remind me um anyway i just i like to i like to have a zero sum for moving through apertures inside a building basically and so when there is a loop inside a building so part of this is i i fucking hate bathrooms with two doors bathrooms with two doors are fucking inexcusable to me for a lot of so i could 
I mean, it's, so it's one thing if you're like, if there's a bathroom that's shared between two different people's rooms, you know, and sure. it needs two doors, but like, I don't know, my mom, my mom's house, the bathroom has like a door that goes into the hallway and then a door that goes, in. my mom's house just has these two parallel hallways that are just separated by a, I guess they're not exactly like, my mom's house is fucking weird. I guess there's like a door that the, the bathroom has doors that open onto the laundry room and this hallway. Um, yeah. But you go in there and you lock the door and you, you know, you go to take a big juicy dump and then somebody just walks in the other door because it's unlocked. Because you forgot to lock both of them. And if you, rem- if you do remember to lock both of them, then you have to remember to unlock both of them because then somebody will go to the door that's locked that you forgot to unlock and they'll think that the bathroom is occupied. Yeah, that is some bullshit. Yeah, it's just, shouldn't do it. Um, mm, mm. I'm gonna move uh, Damned Fish's long question here to the uh, to the Thursday radio questions, whatchamacallit, because uh, that's more of a thing for Riff to talk about anyway. Alright. See, the thing about this whole system that we got now is that... Uh, get to listen to me typing a lot, bouncing bouncing my microphone around. Three out of the last five challenge paths, says WVO Quine. Icons are mortar boards. Boy, that was awkward. Uh, can the KOL high school one be changed so it's better distinguished from class actrons in our ascension history? Maybe an A plus or something like that? Yeah, wow, I didn't realize that I had reused that. The the thing is, those icons are always like the very last thing, but like it's like 8.25 when the thing is rolling out at 8.30 and CD Moyer is like, ah, fuck. Whoa. Jick, we need an icon. For the ascension history, I didn't lose you, did I, Mister Scullin? No, not at all. I just dropped the phone and caught it by pressing a bunch of buttons mm. on the on the Good. face of it. it. Sounded like maybe six, two. I feel like people should know that the way we re- we record the show when you're in San Francisco is that. Uh, sorry, when you're in an undisclosed mm-hmm. location, is that uh, you call me on my landline, and I put on a headset, and I and then I. Yep. Speaking I call you microphone. from my landline to your landline. Yep. It's the cutting edge of technology because technology has still not provided a way to record a Skype call. Uh, yeah, it sure hasn't. And have it sound yeah. good. Or to use Skype when your internet is balls and garbage. Uh, mm. Cunning Gabe says, first of all, the class revamps are great. I recently did a disco band at Hardcore Oxy Run, and the disco dancing was a lot of fun. Keep up the good work. Now for the question. Seal clubbers can club seals with the figurines. Turtle tamers tame turtles. Accordion thieves can steal accordions. None of these perks are directly tied in with any of the skills. Have you thought of giving the other classes similar systems? Maybe disco bandits could sometimes get a free dance non-combat that depended on the zone and gave ten turns of some buff. Pasta mancers could find new pasta shapes for improved food. And sorcerers could find places where they could cast a spell that affected the entire zone somehow. Florist fire style. Um... I just, I don't think they necessarily need that. You know, I mean, I think you could argue that sorcerers absolutely don't need to be made any stronger because everybody already loves sorcerers and they're awesome. You know, in Disco Bandits, you were just talking about how fun a Disco Bandit run was. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. Don't be greeting, Gabe. What's a Halloween version of Cunning Gabe? Uh, Cunting Gabe. Cunning linguist. Uh, Luxander says, you know those demotivation messages that appear on people's profiles? Why is the bolded text that shows the person they're admiring not a link to that person's profile? I am going to copy and paste this into dev so that C.D. Moyer can see it. Of course, he might just uh, do this after he listens to the radio. From 
from Radio Thread, just so people didn't think that it was me saying that. Maybe there's a typo in Alexander's message, or maybe there's just, like, all of the vowels elided. Data Vortex says, hey guys, on the Thursday show, November 21st, yeah, sorry, it's been so long since we did a Thursday show, sounded like you were considering locking out higher level characters from being able to complete the Crimbo quest and or get the untradeable Crimbo items. If I misunderstood you, please clarify my misunderstanding. You did misunderstand. I'm not, I'm not ever, we would not ever do that. Um, what we were talking about was the potentially like having scaling monsters that rather than having to struggle to balance them for level 500 characters just saying eh, level 500 characters just can't fight these particular guys it's not going to be required to see the thing through and also we figured out a way to not do that so you're you're going to be fine Every, everyone is going to be fine we've we've tried to make this crimbo as class agnostic as possible it is not i mean you're probably going to be you're, you're going to need to be, like, now level 12 or 13 to to be able to maximally do stuff, the optional stuff that there is to do, I think. Um, but who, who the fuck knows, man? Maybe there's all kinds of cheap potions and shit. I don't know, man. Uh, HKC says, if the age of Crackrocks was way before the age of Boris, did Crackrocks have other notable contemporaries that we'll eventually be able to encounter or play? Is Ed the probably immortal, but no one's tested that theory yet, one of them? Man, I would pay fat meats for an avatar of Ed Path. Um, did we have we established when Ed was no. when he was contemporary? He hadn't died yet in the Boris Path. Oh, okay. So right. it's he's pre times of old at least. Oh wait, he hadn't died yet. Had he been born? Yes. So he was. He was then. He was then uh, during the times of old. Were the times of yore after the times of old? Uh, what, uh, um, We've never know. actually established any of this. Red Minjo says... Some- yeah, we will read the codex. We'll figure sure. it out. We'll have to flip back through it using the... You know, it's like, it's like Paul's Bible in the beginning of Dune. You have to just press a button on the side of it to flip the page back, because if you touch it, it disintegrates. As somebody who's had a couple hundred percent familiar runs turned into 99% familiar runs at the Sorceress Tower, can my familiar stop me from mindlessly charging into combat and remind me that it was there the whole time and not that starfish? Uh, says Red Minjo. Ugh, man, that's rough. Yes, I guess. Something. We'll probably just replace that with some different thing <laughs> when the tower burns down. Florence says, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was fantastic. We didn't even talk about that. What'd you do for Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, we uh, went up to. I had I'm not sure what relation to my wife these people are. You know how the like second cousin, cousin, etc. flowchart. Mm-hmm. It's it, we were hanging out with Steve and Cindy, who uh, Cindy is Jess's mom's cousin. Okay. And um, and then the parents. So if if we, if Cindy yeah. is Jess's mom's first cousin, then she is Jess's first cousin once removed. Okay, so those were the okay. people. We we had like six or eight people, and we had a, a big ass meal, and that was it. It was delicious. What did you guys? Uh, do? We went to Disneyland. Yeah, watched a good man die, tossed a fifth of gin. Uh-huh. Flipped off president. Did you flip off? Yeah, president we did, George? which was weird because it was like <laughs> he's like, uh, no, no. 
do that. We are going to Disneyland the day after Christmas. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. right, because you're going to you're going to you're going to Sissa's. Eh, you're gonna we're gonna uh, miss each other the the whole time that you're in California. I'm not gonna be in California for once. Hmm. California. You guys should go to the dinosaurs. Oh man, you should pretend that those dinosaurs are alive while your kid is sleeping. <laughs> you just have to like upend a, a an entire tanker truck f- full of uh, cow piss and say, "Oh no, the dinosaurs pissed on the highway while you were asleep." Um, also, why the fuck would there be a tanker truck full of cow piss? I don't know, but if I ever yeah, see you don't ever you, you don't use that for anything. Did you do the do you do the traditional turkey? No, um, you know, I don't. I kind of skip like my dad died right around Thanksgiving so for a long time we just sort of like eh Thanksgiving isn't a thing anymore um but then kind of eased back into it by just doing sort of weird non-traditional Thanksgiving things like the like last year we went to Vegas year before that went to Vegas like yeah it's always sure yeah we um we tend to do a Thanksgiving style dinner at Christmas uh and Mm. uh hot stuff and I always deep fry a turkey um, so we're doing that. It's this was the first time I had a deep fried yeah, turkey. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I figured it it was kind of indistinguishable from a regular. Really? Turkey. Wow! Not yeah. I I didn't really know. Was the it uh, was it properly injection marinated? Um, mm. Maybe I didn't because that's what you got to do. You gotta you gotta spend a bunch of time injecting the meat with basically injecting the meat with salad dressing. Um, is what I have ended up doing. Like, you can get various marinades, but you can get the exact same effect by basically just inflating the turkey with salad dressing uh, before huh. you put it in there. Um, boy, I don't know. I mean, I I basically don't like white meat turkey at all, but when we deep fry these things, the white meat turkey is as good as the dark meat turkey. Yeah. So it just gets, it gets real salty and greasy. And I mean, maybe that's not a thing that makes turkey more appealing to most people, so it'd be less of a less of a difference. But boy, I like I don't think I would ever go back now that I have the capacity yeah. to deep fry a turkey because I eat exactly one turkey a year. And I mean, you know, I eat probably 10 percent of one turkey a year. Personally, I prepare one turkey a year. I, I kind of think of the turkey as the <clears throat> I don't know, it's. It's just the excuse for everything that's around it. I'm never real excited about eating any oh, turkey. Huh. I feel like that's. But you put the you put the gravy on it, and it's I think all a turkey right, leg is my favorite part of the Thanksgiving dinner. For me, it's just the uh, what I'm really in it for is the green bean casserole and the the yams and the the stuffing mm. and the mashed potatoes and the I know all the things that you're not yeah things that I don't really of. like I yeah it's uh, we make a. We make my wife makes a cranberry sauce that's awesome. Yeah, just the regular ass cranberry sauce, or does she do something well, fancy you, with it? She starts with like the whole cranberries yeah. and cuts up an orange with the rind still okay. on it. Kind of dices it up, throws that in there, put some cherry brandy and cloves and cinnamon mm. and whatnot, and a lot of sugar because yeah, you well yeah yeah, really. I mean that's what makes it a sauce. Yeah. And then she just boils it until the cranberries kind of pop yep. open. So it's still kind of chunky. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's and that's basically man, the delicious. recipe on the side of a bag of cranberries plus a bunch of adjuncts that I'm sure are awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's good. Adam Carolla turned me on to that by talking about how gross canned cranberry sauce was. And I, like, 
you know, I I don't like canned cranberry sauce. I also don't really like the cranberry sauce that I make every year. You know, that's the real cranberry sauce out of the package, but everybody else likes it. So it's like, all right, that's that's fine. I I would rather... Are you just a guy who doesn't like him a cranberry? No, I, you know, I mean, I like cranberry juice. I'll, I'll drink it. I'll drink it if I have a urinary tract infection. I think I might have just said cranberry yeah, cram, a lot. Cranberry, yeah. Cram the shove them right up there. <laughs> uh, Baron von Bick says, "Did either or any of you have any unusual culinary delights this Turkey Day? Anything you'd care to announce you were thankful for, for which you were thankful, for which you were spankful? Uh, I'm thankful for the Walt Disney Company." And they're, mm. uh, the delightful experiences they provide. So for lunch uh, on Thanksgiving, we went to one of the restaurants in the Cajun part of Disneyland, and I got a uh, I got a Thanksgiving crepe. And we just had a lot of uh, mm. you know, a lot of Thanksgiving foods inside a crepe and an onion, like a stewed onion. You know you know how you get an onion and it's like uh, the size of a golf ball when you when you have like like a pot roast, like the kind of onion that you get in a pot roast. <laughs> Um, and bit into it, and it was probably 90% raw. Uh, I was like, yeah, they, they generally cook a lot of these here, because this is, uh, this, this is way more of an outlier on the, on the food scale than a thing that they would normally want to serve at Disneyland. You never get anything too spicy. You know, you order a cup of coffee at Disneyland, it's not going to be very hot. Just everything is very, uh, very median there. Uh, but yeah, so big, big old raw onion. Was it's the a little most surprise. mediocre place on earth. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't go there for the food, you know. It's, no. Um, Rab Scuttle says questions. Who writes the year in a challenge path? Feast of Boris announcements. I look forward to them with each new challenge path. I think more often than not, CD Moyer writes those uh, because he's the one that remembers that they have to exist. Uh, I was a little disappointed in the class act two reused the class act one message, but I got over it. Well, yeah. Uh, the Unconscious Collective increases stat gains and not item drops, but its after-combat message describes twitching or dancing rather than smiling. What's the story behind that? Fuck, I don't know. We probably just fucked up. Was that the one that switched back and forth? No. there. So the way that those dual ones work is always weird. Anything that's part Leprechaun has this weird code where it needs both... It needs a different message for if the monster doesn't drop meat because the leprechaun messages only ever fire when the monster drops meat. Um, and so it was like, a, there's always this, this weird processing in there. Yeah. Uh, Blue Scream says, is there any chance we could get icons for soul sauce, rage, etc.? The text looks unattractive with the compact display. Does it really? Um, let, me, let me look at that. I guess I probably didn't actually test it using the compact. Uh, character pane... Oh, Jesus, that is terrible. Wow, yeah. That's no good at all. That's a different size. Yeah, man, sorry about that. I am gonna do... I'm gonna do that. Memo to self. Fix fury slash soul sauce display on compact care pain. Memo to dev colon hello guys. Alright. <clears throat> uh, can you make us a wandering monsters don't override the skeleton butler so that I missed the one chance in the ascension to see him, says Maniachinichu. Um 
Yeah, that shouldn't that shouldn't be a thing. Electric Boulder says, "How do you view the nosy nose? Is it a failure since it's not widely used, or has it worked out the way you intended?" You know, that's one of those weird metagame things that it's always hard to predict whether it's going to be they they. they they skate this knife edge between useless and super overpowered when you go to do something weird like that. And so, no, I mean, it's, there are cases where you would use it for something, right? So, I mean, it's, it's whatever. I don't like that the larvae are piling up. We need to make, what, what do you make, what do you make out of nose? What can you eat that has the word nose? Schnozberries. Um, nose key. Mm, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, B. Smith says, too, have you ever referred to a tofu turkey as a tofurkey? I have never referred to a tofu turkey. Yeah, I don't think that I've ever been confronted with What is that weird... What Something that I dislike is the, 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 the name Quorn for, like, fake chicken? Because what the uh. fuck... No, like, hmm. it's like if it was some weird way of spelling the word cheese, and it was also just fake chicken. Um, three. My family had pumpkin pie for breakfast on Thanksgiving and scalloped potatoes with ham for dinner's main course. What kinds of non-traditional food-related events happened on your Thanksgiving? I don't even remember what I had for dinner on Thanksgiving. We had a. Uh Pumpkin and dark chocolate pie, which ended up being stellar. Huh. Yeah. Oh, you know what we had for Thanksgiving dinner? We just ate a bunch of crap from this like ch- cheese plate. It was like a it was like a little buffet of not really a meal, but just like kind of a buffet of snacks. Uh, we had some uh, mm. some sort of che- cheese. Uh, kind of like little chimichanga style like sort of deep fried spring rolls or like southwest spring rolls ate a bunch of those and a lot of cheese and crackers and some blue moon uh, Mm. courtesy of one of the the Disneyland hotels Um, and I had a tiny pumpkin pie they just had some little like tarts you know like a a little bitty pie that's what a tart is right? right Yeah, Yeah, if you want a little pie, ask a tart. Urutsini says, I just spent numerous minutes trying to work out how to best abbreviate crack it open for use with the Smithson's Tome in a chat macro. Obviously, it didn't work. Turns out the skill isn't crack it open, like it says on the bookshelf, but summon Smithsness. Please either change the bookshelf entry to say summon Smithsness or allow crack it open to be used in a macro. Yeah, that is because of the (laughs) bullshit way in which those bullshit things work. I would like for those to not be skills at all. I would like for those to be buttons that you press in the campground, but I get why people want them to be skills, and I'm not going to take that away. Uh, Gross Dude says, Hey, friends, I've been playing KOL for a month now, and I just want to commend you all on what a wonderful, pleasant experience it has been. I love PvP, and Class Act 2 is awesome, so thanks for the fun time. Also, when will we get to fight the Crimbo Bimbo? Um, I don't know. When are you gonna, when are you gonna hang out with your mom? <laughs> uh... Welcome, your mom's a slut. Just kidding. Uh, RNG, he hate me, says, How come you didn't make the old sweatpants craftable with one slash all of the summons from the new item of the month? Edit. Call it Trousers Love Me or Used to Be Sweatpants Boy? Mm, I don't think those... I don't think either of those work. Did we, no. did we come up with any... There were surely more pants. 
Um, there weren't a lot. There, there, there <clears throat> weren't, but uh, let me. I'm gonna search for that. Uh, let's see, Smith's Tome brainstorming. Uh, golden tights was my uh, my joke about uh, golden lights. Uh, how soon is trow? Was it was a pair yeah. of pants uh, that I proposed? Some girls are bigger than these pants. Um, I actually wrote down, we hate it when our friends become a pair of pants. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, Vicar, Vickers Tutu was the obvious one. Um, yeah. Let's see. Big Mouth Striking Waiters? Which I don't entirely get. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we, you know, we hate it when our friends become a pair of pants. It's pretty good, but... Uh, it's, it's really long. A lot of the item names in the Smith's Tome are really long, and I feel a little guilty whenever we make uh, item names that are really long, because I'm like, eh, it's probably going to fuck up a bunch of layouts somewhere. Um, B.A. Tackaline says, Is there a continuity between the Crimbo storylines, or are they just a series of isolated adventurer saves Christmas events? If there is a continuity, it would be cool if the ongoing storyline was compiled in-game for people who haven't been playing for years. Well... It is cool that it is compiled in-game in the documentation that nobody ever reads, except for the last two years, which keep not getting added to it. Yeah, I will make it a goal to add those. Although those two were kind of standalone. The Crimco thing was kind of the end of an era. Yeah. Of. And then the Big Candy was more of a standalone. Yeah. And we haven't seen yet if the Animal stuff is gonna fo- gonna follow yeah. through or not. I mean, the Animal stuff, did, like, I mean, the, the the big candy thing was mostly because I decided what was going on more or less with Crimbo that year, and and I just I don't tend to think in story. I mean, I don't think in like big story arcs either. It's well, just but you. If there's a hook, you find it. I think that I could use. Later. I mean, I think like I think I am unlike normal people in in that yeah. regard, right? Like I just kind of don't. I just don't think about it as a story. And I mean, I know that I make stuff that has stories in it, but like I don't think, what am I going to do with this story? I just think, what things? Am I, what things would be here? You know what? What things exist in this context? Like, and and it's not like. I don't know. I mean, I get that the the advent calendar stuff rolled out over time, and I know that a story is just things happening over time. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, I didn't it. I, I would make that entire thing, and it would never occur to me how it fit into what happened before or what happened afterwards. I guess is the is the main thing. So what you're saying is you never think. About I don't. The future. I don't think about the future or the past. I just live for now, man. Oh man, I got a great idea. What if we put like a weird elf on a shelf? Just every night, you know, it's every night. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. It's just like, uh, oh man, look what the elf did, is doing. Look what the elf is doing. And it's then your kid would be like, something. but you're just holding it there and dropping, or <laughs> you're just holding it there and spitting cinnamon discs into the. <laughs> also, they're not cinnamon discs. <laughs> this elf should really go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> It, it burns when I pee because it's cinnamon. <laughs> Pissing just a spray of spit-soaked red hots. So if a tanker truck full of piss-soaked red hots yeah. turns over... Um, 
Wind says, one of the truly neat things about Dreadsylvania is that it rewards you for something other than speed. When are we going to see a challenge path that counts something other than speed? I think it would offer some fascinating opportunities. Yeah, that is a pretty good idea. Um, Infinius says, what on earth is sauerkraut palsy? Besides a phrase which only returns this thread when searching in Google. Well, I, it's a Google whack. Um, it's a, uh, it's a, you know, five syllable phrase that rolls off the tongue. Love the new tome, says Glebes. Was Smithness the Smithness designed with its current cap in mind, or is there wiggle room for other plus Smithy things down the road as appropriate? I'm pretty sure it was very explicitly designed with its exact current cap in mind. Um, because it's like it it was very difficult to design something that competes meaningfully with the clip art tome, which is probably the most overpowered thing that we've ever made. Um without just being super broken and I think that Hot Stuff did a phenomenal job of making it into a thing that that like in ways that I don't understand people feel that it is satisfyingly balanced against the clip art tome so like that that was great um hi Jake and Skullhead says Fettuccine La Prego thank you for a great game I'm really happy it's Crimbo and I can't wait to see the new content well I can't wait to can't wait to show it to you I have a suggestion for a new item of the month Item locks to make tradable items and equipment non-tradable. Can be taken on or off at any time, reusable forever. Purchases to prevent accidental selling or trading of items that you don't want to lose by accident. Nah, unfortunately the way that the game works on the back end makes it so that's not really a thing that we could do without it basically be so be without it being so unreliable that it wouldn't work. Um Uh, Green and 72 is asking why we picked uh, the rollover adventures cap at 200. Well, because you got 40 adventures a day, so 200 is five days worth. <laughs> Figure five days is what I'd say. Yeah. It's a relic, a relic of ancient times. Also, also, what is this tool you mentioned about making radio questions easier? Well, it's the uh, thing that you can find in the community link that uh, has been at the top of the iconic menu that nobody uses for a really long time. Deathless Assassin says, is there any chance you'd consider making the deleveling effects of basic hot dogs to be half as effective for offstats? I've run into situations where I can't get my main stat as low as I'd like due to their murderous effect on offstats. You know, we did not introduce those hot dogs as a tool for you to delevel yourselves. We introduced deleveling as a punishment for eating too many hot dogs. And so I don't know that we want to go back and redesign those things to make them better at an unintended purpose. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. 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 Jericho says, first I love the new pasta thralls. They're my favorite thing about the revamps. Well, good. I, I, you know, I like that the personality of those things, which is really cool, is now a thing that people see. Right? There is, there was so much good writing that you guys did in the initial summonings of those things. I guess I probably wrote some of it too. Yeah, in fact, I remember writing some of it. Um, but the fact that you actually see those things now instead of just like the first time on any given pasta mancer run that you, I mean, I guess they still, there is some stuff that you only see the first time you summon them. But it's less of a big deal to switch between them now. So you get to see them all. Uh, now the question. The facial expressions are non-combat skills and therefore require an upkeep cost as opposed to intrinsics, which would only have a switch cost. What's the reasoning behind that decision? Is it strictly flavor-wise? takes effort to keep your face in that position? Or is it a mechanical decision to encourage switching the discourage, set, and forget? Um, well, I don't know that they really had that much of it. I mean, I, you know, I want there to be a cost associated with using them and a cost of one MP a turn, basically. So it's like a bunch of stuff like, let's pretend that all of these systems are balanced against each other. What is one MP worth? 
one turn of. You know, and then that clearly doesn't bear out if you compare those things to other things that do the same thing mechanically. Um, but they at least provide a weird, meaningless baseline to use in other meaningless design wankery conversations. Stinkoman87 says, can we make it so we can meat paste candied bolts to the gummy drunky bears to make Franken bears, even if they're purely decorative because fruit flavors taste nasty with candy shells? Wait, what? Is this someone who's never yeah. had a Skittle? What the hell, Stinkoman87? More like Stinkoman. Mm-hmm. Oh. More like Kinko's Man 87. Like, work at Kinko's for 87 hours so you get a paycheck and then go buy some Skittles. See how that treats you. High Priestess of Tinsel says, uh, You know what I would love to see? A public crimbo tree that we can put up in our campground under which people can leave do not open till crimbo prezies. It could show up with the advent calendar, and when you get a DNOTC box, poof, it shows up there. Huh. That is a better idea. Mmm. I don't know, though. If you didn't get any presents from anybody, it'd be real sad. You'd be, You'd be real sad, I mean. Uh, Plater says, as time passes on and more and more challenge passes are added, will the old ones ever drop off? I hope not, because I haven't made it to trying a number of them. No, we're not planning on getting rid of the old ones. Uh, Mai says, will there be a way to add a section and other accomplishments that tells you how much you've donated to each respective legend statue? Not incredibly important, would, but would be cool to know. I don't know if we track those in permaflags or not, actually. That is an excellent question that I cannot answer without too much typing right now. Man, we've made it to the second page of this thread, buddy. Oh, and we're almost done with it, so that's cool. Um, Gordy says, have you ever considered doing anything more with the El Vibrato content or making it more visible in some way? Currently, it's one of the obscurest parts of the game, which is kind of a shame. There's very little hinting at its existence within the game itself, so I wonder if it's even possible to find out how to enter without using the wiki for new players. Well, the whole point of El Vibrato was that it was content that you could only get to if you talked to other people. Um, that whole event that culminated in the release of that content was an experiment in focusing on the multiplayer aspects of the game so I don't I think it's okay that it's obscure you know it's obscure and it's hard to figure out and it's a little it's a little clumsy to actually interact with but but I think it's cool because it's like it, you do it and it's like it, that now I'm now I've done that you know I found out about this I have this familiar that is really powerful under certain circumstances. And yeah. It's like a it's like a it's like a badge of belonging to the subgroup of people that are in the know, which is a powerful thing. And it, you know, it's a it's a thing yeah. that the game should support. Hinch says, Elvibrato ruined the doppelshifter for everyone. Everyone, $10 if you understand this. Mm, Mr. Skullhead, can I borrow some money so that I can get a cup of coffee because I did not get that $10 from Hinch. <laughs> uh, hi, says Rubber Sucky. <laughs> That's a good name. Uh, long time, first time, and all that. Will all the functionality of the young man, i.e., getting Jig Jars, still be available after it's no longer the familiar of the year? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, P.S. Not many game devs can boast about running decade long online game, let alone having one of, if not the best year as far as content goes in the 10th year. Congrats. Well, thanks. I like to think I'm not many game devs. I'd like to think I'm. There a- are, um,. There are a lot of games, actually. There are more than you think. Um, Because every once in a while, I will find out about some new MMO that's been going for for 15 years. And 
I'm it, like it's at the point where it doesn't even surprise me anymore because these these things have a uh, have a narrow but long tail. That's good. I mean, I like I think we're ahead of the curve, really, for a lot of stuff. Mm. I mean, I, we probably I don't know. I'm curious as to what our retention now versus five years ago versus 10 years ago looks like compared to like Ultima online. And there's just, there's no way to know that. Like even, even if the people who would have access to that information about Ultima online were paying attention to it, they wouldn't show me. So there's just, there's no real way to compare it. Uh, Southwest says, question, why is there no 100 by 100 image for Class Act 2 in the Bureau of Reincarnation the same way there is for every other challenge path? Uh, I must have fucked something up, because I made one. It might just be blank because we made it so the image servers return a blank image if you request something that doesn't exist, which is actually causing all kinds of problems in our backend tools. But we uh, finally decided to waste a bunch of resources making it so people couldn't just denial of service attack our servers trying to spoil new content I'm not not even going to get into a fucking argument about that because every time we say please don't do that a bunch of fucking Linux assholes on the forums are like well if you didn't want us to do that you should hide the images somehow so that we can't do that and it's like well maybe if we don't want you to do something we'll just ask you not to do it and then you won't do it because you're not an asshole and they're like what that doesn't sound like me that's how that conversation always goes yeah Oh, man. Hey, we did a whole thing. Yeah, we did. There was a whole thing, and it was great. I had a good time. I think everybody learned a little something. Yeah, of course everybody learned a little something. How could you not learn something listening to this fucking wisdom? Everybody learned that Elf on the Shelf is really cool. Yep, and we all learned that Cards Against Humanity is really funny. Yeah. Everybody learned something. Everybody gay. Uh, You want to get out of here? Sure. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and I'm leaving. I'm Jake, and I'm already gone.